0: Hey, yo, what's going on? You're tuned in to For All Matters with Divine Thought. Salute to everybody listening. Straight off the top, I just want to address a few things and get some house cleaning out the way. I was going to come on here with a guest today, but the guest canceled. I do have some guests confirmed for future episodes, so be looking forward to that. But also, I want to address the fact that it's 2020. And we in some very weird times right now. If you're not trying to build and grow and get out of your comfort zone right now. And then that's some fucking lazy mental midget shit. And I don't want to deal with you anyway. For the future, I am only going to reach out one time. Whether it's to be a guest or do some content with you or whatever the case is. I'm gonna make one attempt and after that, we're done. I'm not gonna keep reaching out. I'm gonna assume that either you playing me lightly or you just don't care. You don't care about getting your brand in front of thousands of people because that's what we do over here. If you've listened to me for any length of time, you know I don't pull no punches. So I figured I had to just get that out the way and I'm sticking by it. Now that that's out the way, Let's get into it. Joe Rogan. Now I've spoke about him before. A lot of the audience that's going to listen to this, actually, they really don't fuck with Joe Rogan anyway. But something happened with Joe Rogan's podcast that's going to not only affect the content creation game going forward for everybody. I don't care how independent you think you are and all the blah, blah. It's going to affect you, too but it's also going to affect the music industry and again doesn't matter how independent you are and all that now in my last episode i referenced a zoom conference call that i had some intel about where a whole bunch of industry executives got together on the same zoom conference call and they had a business meeting and it was everybody from heads of streaming services to labels and radio and Everybody in the entertainment business, basically the top executives of the entertainment business were all on the same conference call with each other. And they were giving each other data and analysis and about everything that's going on right now, of course, with the virus and how it's changing the game and everything else, but they were also making plans going forward. And I told you that these rich men build with each other. As much as you think, that it's some big competition because that's what you see in big media and all the trickery and foolishness. I'm telling you, rich motherfuckers work together and that's the way it is. That's the corporate landscape. Yes, there is some competitive nature between them, but at the end of the day, they were on the same conference call building with each other, what we all should be doing right now on any level. And one of the things that came out in the analysis and I already spoke on it, But right after I spoke on it, I mean, a day and a half after I dropped that podcast, that whole Joe Rogan landing the exclusive Spotify deal thing happened and it was calculated because as I said, Spotify was losing money rapidly. They lost all kinds of subscriptions. People went from audio streaming to video streaming in droves. They weren't working at their normal jobs. They weren't in the gyms they weren't out and about the way that they used to be so their content consumption changed in a way where it went from audio way more to visual now i don't expect that it's going to stay that way forever as far as audio streaming is just completely out and it's only going to be visual i don't expect that it's going to stay that way forever because i know some kind of semblance of normalcy, even if it is a new normal that's gonna happen going forward or whatever they're talking about. I expect that people will have to go out and earn a living and they will be back in their cars and they will be back in the gyms in some capacity unless all gyms close and and they're definitely gonna have to go back to their place of work again eventually, especially the people who don't have the privilege of working from home forever and so on and so forth. But one of the things that happened when Spotify lost all this money, Daniel Ek, which is the CEO, the owner operator of Spotify, he was looking at these numbers and he didn't like the way it was looking because I don't know if you know this, but every year, basically that Spotify has been out, they've lost money. Now they've had some gains, but every time they have a gain, they lose more than they gain. And then they have all of these corporate write-offs for tax purposes and everything, and then they just rinse and repeat the same strategy the next year. Well, now their strategy has changed. Daniel Ek looked at it and he said, whoa, we can't take this big a loss and then continue on in this trajectory. Meanwhile, you have Joe Rogan. He has his own podcast on YouTube. I mean, it's everywhere, it's on Apple, YouTube, you know, everywhere where podcasts are. But he is the top rated, most downloaded, most streamed everything podcast that there is. I don't much understand it. I've never been a fan of his podcast. I don't understand why people sit there and listen to him. However, facts are facts and numbers don't lie. He already made the Forbes list just off his podcast recently this just happened so not only did he just make the forbes list off his podcast but then the whole thing happened with the virus and then the game changed and when there's any kind of business deal in the entertainment business it don't matter if you're talking about music sports any kind of entertainment Anything that a deal has to get put on paper with signatures and everything else, there's always an A side and there's always a B side. There's always the dominant and there's always the less dominant in the deal. That's how most business deals are done in this business. So Joe Rogan is the A side in this deal. He basically saves Spotify. Now also, he gets the benefit because now he has a guaranteed contract. The way that this worked before was YouTube, you could be a content creator and they just provided the platform. There wasn't many exclusive deals that were happening before this. There was a few here and there, but it wasn't commonplace. Joe Rogan was using YouTube as his hosting site. Whenever he would get a podcast done, he would upload it and he just happened to be One of, if not the most viewed podcast on YouTube, like with anything else in the corporate landscape, especially with big corporations like YouTube and Google and Apple and Tidal and the rest of it. They like to control the content that's on there and they might not de-platform you right away. But what they do do is they'll demonetize you. If you say something that's not the mainstream narrative, for instance, if you say something about the coronavirus that they feel as though is not going along with the mainstream narrative, and then they can just demonetize your platform or demonetize the videos that you were saying the things they didn't agree with on, and that'll urge you to not do that the next time because you wanna earn money on the content that you put out. So even though people like Joe Rogan were earning them a lot of money, they were still trying to control the content. And somebody like Joe, who's self-made, he didn't quite appreciate that. And he was looking at it like, look, I'm your top earner. You're gonna stop doing this to me or I'm out. And he saw an opportunity when Spotify was losing all of this money. He came to them and they made a deal that will literally benefit both of them, but Joe is taking the power side on that. Because anybody else that's gonna sign an exclusive deal to Spotify, they're not gonna get the same kind of leeway that Joe has. They're gonna be told what to say and do and all the rest of it. But Joe, he's not gonna have anything except approved ads. And he's not gonna have anything on his platform That's from Spotify only. He's going to approve everything. He's going to have complete and total creative control over everything that he does with his podcast on Spotify. And he's going to have an exclusive deal that's very unheard of. And he got a hundred million dollars from Spotify just to grant them access to his podcast and to all of his older episodes and just to grant them the rights to host his podcast exclusively, he got a hundred million dollars just based on that. That's not gonna include other perks that come along with the deal. A hundred million dollars is the baseline for just his value of the podcast. Right after that deal, Spotify's value went up five billion dollars. So now they're back in the black. So yes, it benefited both sides. It did benefit Spotify greatly, and it also benefited Joe because now he doesn't have somebody that's gonna be telling him what he can and can't do, and now he has it in contract. He has complete freedom. Also what it did was it made YouTube real nervous because they're used to being the only site that you can upload videos to in that way. They're used to having a stranglehold over that content creator side of the business. They have since the beginning of time. Name another site that tried to come in and do what they were doing. I'm sure you can, what, Vimeo, Dailymotion, what? None of them worked. They all failed. They never were even close to what YouTube was able to do. They had a monopoly on that market. No other place could you upload a video short form or long form, be an independent content creator and get it out to your audience. What also came along with the deal was Joe was granted the right to upload video to go along with his podcast so you can listen to just the audio version if you wanted to or you could watch the video version. And right after that happened, Spotify came out and said that they're gonna have a whole new part of their platform where you're gonna be able to upload videos if you're a content creator. So Joe brought that to the table in Spotify. And that's really gonna change the game. It really is, because that put pressure on YouTube. Not only did they lose one of, if not the top earner for them as a content creator, with Joe, but they also are gonna have competition on the visual side of content creation now. And that also got me thinking that going forward, when it comes to Apple and Spotify and YouTube and all of these conglomerates, exclusive deals, that's gonna be the way of the future. For content creators, people are gonna be able to get signed to a streaming service. And that's rarely been done. I mean, that's brand new territory for a content creator to be able to land a deal. Spotify experimented a little bit with it when it came to music. They opened up a little portion of their platform where they were experimenting with, signing some indie artists and seeing how it went. But I venture to guess right now, that's gonna get ramped up too. And when you think about exclusive deals, Break that down, deal. Right now, Spotify has shareholders. Every big corporation has shareholders. Spotify shareholders, most of them are still labels, record labels. There's only three major labels. And usually shareholders can dictate where the business goes. But the more that Spotify and these streaming services, whether it's YouTube or whatever, Apple, any of them, the more that they go and land these exclusive deals, the more that they're really taking the power away from the shareholders. And right now is a weird time because the death of the physical copy and everything else when it comes to music, they kind of had a deal with each other where you couldn't have one without the other. So by default, record labels and streaming services had to go into business with each other. They just had to. The market dictated it. Unless Warner was gonna come out with their own stream of service and so on and so forth with the major labels, unless they were gonna take it upon themselves to put all this money into their own stream of services and so on, then they by default had to go into business with entities like Spotify and Tidal and Apple. So like I said before, they work together, but as much as they're working together, now there's a bit of a push and pull. Now they're trying to show each other that they're more relevant and more powerful in this day and age, even though they're sharing money. Because when you are a shareholder in a business, you have stake in that business. So yeah, these major labels still have stake in the streaming service and everything else, but they're kind of on the A side of that deal and they have been until the virus hit. The labels were always the A side of the deal when it came to their situation with Spotify and these services because they held the most cards. They had the talent, they had the backing, they had everything that you really need to be able to create a talent and then put them out. The only thing that they really needed was the ability to have the music streamed. And that's where Spotify and Apple and all that shit came in. Now, when Spotify and Apple and all of these places can start to flex on the labels and say, look, we can sign content creators, we can sign musicians, that starts to take the power out of the labels hands to the point where the label is gonna be good for nothing. And there's been people that have been saying that labels didn't have the same power they used to have for like 10 years now and anybody you heard saying that was stupid they didn't understand the music business they didn't understand the entertainment business because the power still was in the labels hands almost always has been until recently yeah you might not have liked the music that was on the label you might not like all the pop artists and everything else but they still held all the cards It wasn't like the power got taken away from the labels. It's just the labels figured out a way to monetize the dumb shit to the masses and have the masses agree that, yeah, I don't mind listening to dumb shit. Give me all the dumbed down nonsense and everything else that I can put in my playlist and let's just have fun. Let's not worry about the content of the music. Let's not worry about if this music is good or not. If it's popular, I'll put it in my playlist. Right, so the labels took advantage of how stupid that the people were willing to be. But don't get it twisted, they still had all of the power. We're approaching a time where the power is shifting. And I mean, approaching might even be not the right words for it, it might be like currently. We're in a time right now where the paradigm is shifting. We're having a whole new reshaping of the music business. Really, of the entertainment business as a whole. I would not be surprised if you start seeing top executives at major labels start to move over to streaming services for jobs now. Try to get positions over there. And I mean like tomorrow. I'm not talking like in six months, two years. Nah, I'm talking like now. Labels have never been in a weaker spot than right now. Now I say all that to say this, every time I talk about a paradigm shift within the music industry or in the entertainment business as a whole, I get a whole lot of feedback from a whole lot of people who never worked a day inside the music business. They never worked a second inside the entertainment industry whatsoever in any role or capacity. It's just a whole lot of people who uploaded videos online or they uploaded songs on SoundCloud. They have a whole lot of IG videos and shit and they claim that that's paying dues. And they have a whole bunch of favorite artists from last era and last decade that they listen to and they try to claim to be experts. And I'll say it again. I will not take you seriously unless you have a qualified opinion. Unless you have relevant experience to back up what you're saying your opinion is, I refuse to listen to you. All of these recent changes that I've been talking about have vastly changed the music industry and the entertainment business for the people at the top and also for the independent scene and I mean drastically changed it. If we have people like Joe Rogan landing exclusive deals for just his content, for his podcast, I'll put it to you like this. The old format, they just had these sites where you could host music or host content. They weren't signing you to an exclusive deal when you posted your music or content up there. However, if you were smart enough to get a name from posting on their websites, on their platforms, on their services, if you were smart enough and driven enough to get a name off doing that, and then boom, you are in business. But there will be no more room for that. There's gonna be no more room for someone who's independent to jump on these corporate platforms and get a name for yourself the old way. Not when you have people like Joe Rogan signing exclusive deals. That means it's gonna go down the line. That just opened up the lane for every washed up actor that you know who wants to get a podcast cause he can't land a role. That opened up the lane for every washed up musician from rock to hip hop to country to just go out there and do content and land an exclusive deal because of their name. So you're gonna have all of these exclusive deal wars that are gonna go on between YouTube and Amazon and Apple and Spotify and everyone with a name, they're gonna be the first ones to start to land these exclusive deals. So while that's happening, it's gonna be extremely hard for someone Coming up on an independent level with content creating or with music to get the same treatment as before, where, hey, if you make a name for yourself and then good things can happen because the listeners are going to be so overwhelmed with content from people they already know that never had podcasts that never made content. They're going to be so overwhelmed with all of these people landing exclusive deals. They're not going to have no time for you. They're not gonna have much time for that because they have lives, they have jobs, they have kids. You know what I mean? There's only so much time and space in the average consumer's head for content. How are you gonna get the attention of the average consumer when there's gonna be people who already have brands that they made long ago coming into the space that we all need to grow? And they're going to be landing exclusive deals, which means they're going to be getting all of the perks. But that's if you are a pessimist, if you are a glass half empty kind of person, which I am. I'm not much of an optimist. But let me get into my optimist bag real quick. okay? we could also look at this like it's an opening, like we can grow from this exponentially because. Now we have more lanes. We don't just have one service like YouTube telling us what we can and can't do and can and can't say. Now we have other streaming services that are gonna offer the same thing that YouTube did and we could capitalize off that, but we just gotta be more driven. It's all a race right now. The cream always rises to the top. The people who see it coming, the people who know what's happening right now and they're paying attention, they're gonna be able to take advantage of it. The people who hear me talking right now and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not gonna be able to take advantage of it and they're gonna be bitching and complaining in a couple years. Don't complain later if you're not paying attention now. It has never been more imperative to build your brand, to do everything you can to build with like-minded people, to grow your audience, and to refine your product overall, now's never been a better time. The evidence of that is, okay, let's break down how a song makes it to Billboard. There's broadcast data systems, BDS, Nielsen, and there's MediaBase. You have to have your music tracked by them, and then they report all of your spins to Billboard. In the past, most of those spins, come from FM radio. Because FM radio, by default, most stations are certified with BDS and media base. So anything that gets played on there, reports the billboard. Radio is dying a slow and embarrassing death. It really is. Never been a worse time for radio. I predict the end of radio, the end of terrestrial radio by 2022 at the latest really probably by 2021 and i don't know if it'll go to static by then but all of these popular shows on fm radio like the breakfast club and ebro show rosenberg all that shit, that's not gonna be around too much longer they already got jobs in media anyway i don't even think we're gonna have much popular music being played on terrestrial radio for too much longer I think it's gonna go from where it is right now to talk radio for a little while, and then it's just gonna go to static. It's gonna go the way of AM. And that's a hit. That's a hit to the entertainment business. That's a hit to the music industry. And a lot of people are like, I don't care. Radio's going under, they deserve it. They don't look out for independent artists. They don't look out for local artists, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people who don't understand the way the music business works. So then how are people going to report their music to Billboard? Because radio's not around. Yeah, they might not have looked out for a lot of artists. They might not have looked out for a lot of artists that are on the come up because they were taking promo company money. They were taking talent agency money. They were taking all the payoffs, pay for play, all the rest of it. And I get it, it turned into a bad business. But with them gone, Who's gonna be reporting music to Billboard? Which leads me to my next prediction. Broadcast data systems, media base, ASCAP and BMI will start to go into business with the streaming services early, probably now. All of those streams and everything that get padded, all of those fake streams and everything, remember when Tidal got hit for all those fake streams and padded numbers and everything? Apple got hit too. Well, all of these numbers, they're going to start to report to Billboard now because it's the only way. So the way to buy yourself a spot on Billboard is even going to change because it used to be through the talent agencies and the promo companies and all of the backdoor deals and everything else. Now you're going to have to do business with the streaming services and shit. Get them to pad all your numbers and that's going to make you be on the top of Billboard now. The Nielsen numbers are gonna be tracked in a whole different way. And it's gonna be even more underhanded. (laughs) If you thought it was hard for indie artists to get on Billboard and to climb this ladder in this cold business and get to the top, to scratch and claw your way to get to the top, it's gonna be even harder now. People are gonna be getting exclusive deals on streaming services, taking the power away from the labels. You're gonna have all of these power plays going on and all of these struggles going on between people who are just trying to remain relevant at the top of their field. All of these executives and and all of these corporate battles that are gonna be taking place, it's gonna be hard for an indie to come in there and make any kind of progress in the midst of all of it. That being said, radio, It deserves what's happening to it right now. It really does. Terrestrial radio going under, they deserve every bit of that. Because not only did they stop looking out for talent and accept money from promo companies and talent agencies and get financing in all of these backdoor crazy ass ways, but they stopped doing the thing that made them the most successful to begin with. And that's cultivating personalities within radio. They stopped doing that and they started going to just playing hit music. You know your own local radio personality, right? And you know that they've been on the radio however many years. Name a new one. You can't. They stopped doing it. They stopped playing long ball and they started going to the short term. It was easy to get pay for play money when you're playing hit music. And I know from experience, man, them executives thought they were smart in radio when they started doing that. They thought they was the shit when they started taking all of that pay for play money and started flexing on everybody in the station, started buying new whips, (laughs) getting new cribs and shit. I'm talking about the top executives in radio. Now they selling them houses. getting rid of them whips and any top personality that's left on radio they're going to media they're already making moves to go to a streaming service and get an exclusive deal for a show or a podcast it's already happening radio offers nothing now radio has talk radio and they have music well the streaming services cover both of those things Bye. Radio's gone and I got to thinking I've said something in the past and I have friends that have said it too and it's such a stupid thing to say. I did a segment before this podcast called The Beat Goes In and whenever somebody called it a podcast I'd get kind of mad because I looked down on the word podcast like it was less than and I have friends that work in radio and have worked in radio. And when radio started getting streamed digitally, somebody would hit them up and say, hey, I heard your podcast. And they would be like, I have a radio show. I don't have a podcast. Because in their minds, it was less than. And I'm a strong believer that if you don't evolve, you die. If you're not willing to grow and then you're stagnant, why would we be mad to be called a podcast when that's the most consumed medium for content right now. Like it's such an old way of thinking. And I can't tell you how many people I know that would get mad every time somebody would say that they had a podcast and I so agreed with it. But I'm here to tell you right now, I'll never get mad at that another day in my life. And I know a lot of people just justified it in a way where it's like, nah, podcast ain't shit. I put hard work into this. This is a radio show. It's not a podcast. Okay, radio shows don't make money. Radio shows don't grow. Radio shows are the past. You should be glad somebody heard your content to begin with. So if they're calling you a podcast or whatever it is, be thankful. So, hey, that's why I have no problem saying that what I'm doing right here right now is a podcast. I also have no problem saying that this podcast is looking for sponsors. <laughs> Hit me up for all matters podcast at gmail.com. Hit your boy up. You know who can't do that right there? Radio shows. <laughs> I would have had to run that by three or four bosses. And I think I'll end it there. So what you gonna do? Because I have a lot of creatives that listen to my podcast. They hit me up in the DMs, they message me, they email me, and I appreciate it. But I ask you, what are you gonna do going forward? Are you paying attention? Or are you gonna be stuck in your ways? Until next week, I said my piece.